You're listening to The Ripple Makers Show. Deep dive stories and confessions with inspirational thought leaders from within the Ripple Makers Academy. This show will share with you the winning insights behind how real thought leaders and movement makers react when the shit really hits the fan. Watch out for insightful episodes launched every Friday covering how these inspirational thought leaders have learned the hard way to become the go-to experts in their industry. Hosted by a ripple maker, Sammy Blindell. And the success pilot, Grant Morrell. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another Ripple Maker show. Mr. Grant Morell is in the house. Hey, Mr. Grant Morell, Mr. M, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks, Sammy. I'm really, really good and actually really looking forward to this session. Are you what ready you, to Sammy? ripple? Are you ready to ripple? I am ready to ripple. I'm always <laughs> ready to ripple. And um, yeah. This, this is uh, going to be a great one. So uh, I'm ready is, to ripple, Sammy. It is going to be a great one. We have the amazing Jean McDonald in the house, who is not only a best-selling author and international speaker, she's also a blogger, a podcaster, and she's on a massive mission to support midlife women as they move into that next stage of their life. Now, you might be asking yourself, what is a midlife woman? Am I a midlife woman? Does this affect me? Could this affect me? Does this affect someone I know? Well, we're going to dig into this to find out today day and find out a little bit more about her beautiful butterfly club i can't just can't wait to find out more about this so grant how's your week been have you got a ripple maker moment for us today it's been a great week and in all great weeks it is sometimes you draw breath and you sit there and you think oh, what's been going on and you sit there and you think wow and, and there was a ripple maker moment i was talking on a on a, on a platform and I was aware that when I was saying it, it became a ripple maker moment. And it was a question that I was asked. And it was about when people actually sit there and, and, and look at other people and feel they're not enough, et cetera, and try to compete to be with someone else. And I said to them that, you know what? The moment you look up to other people and want to be like them is the moment you've lost right there and then. Because that's a game that only one person can win. And there is no way on earth you can mimic someone else. Not that you should ever want to. No way you can mimic anyone else because they do themselves way better than you can do them. In the same way that you do yourself better than anyone else. So you've immediately given away your power the moment you try to emulate someone else. And from a human behavior point of view, that shows for your body language, your tone of voice. You can see when you're trying to be. So why don't you let yourself off the hook, just open up, relax, be yourself, and then you are working in your pure power, and then you have a competition factor of zero. Mm. So one of you. That's, That's gorgeous. I love that. What a great ripple maker moment, Grant. Thank you for bringing that to us this week. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So what about you, Sammy? You've had a, a hell of a week. I know you have a hell of a great week. And I'm guessing there's been more than one Ripple Maker moment. So my question to you is, which one are you going to choose? Which one am I going to pick? Thank you, Grant. Um, I think I'm going to pick one from yesterday. I was interviewed by one of our beautiful Ripple Maker Mastermind members, Bola Tui Esamojo. She is putting on her very first summit, ah. which is absolutely gorgeous and um, she interviewed me yesterday for that summit which is coming out very soon um 
And during the interview, she asked me lots of very deep dive questions, questions that I've not been asked before. On And I mean, I've been interviewed thousands of times and she asked me some really good ones. Like she must have really thought about these before she came on. And one of those questions really led me to a part of myself that I hadn't really tapped into before. And, um, and I suppose the biggest lesson through all of that, oh, we've got a little bing bong. There's a message from the universe right there. There you go. <laughs> ding dong. What's it trying to say to you? Um, so, uh, so yeah, I got this, um, this ripple maker moment yesterday while Bolatu was interviewing me and here's what really came to me as a result. I was just thinking how many of us get the download, we get the message, we get the the thought. It might just start as a little thought and you put it out of your head and then the thought keeps coming back and you think it's you, but actually it's not. It's your, I don't know, what you would call it, your higher self, your spirit, your soul is, you know, knocking on the door, um, trying to get in. And mine was trying to do that back in 2002 and I didn't start listening to it until just a few years ago. And I started listening to it. We are now coming up to 20 years. In one month, it'll be 20 years since I had that initial thought, that initial download where that spirit was knocking on the door and I didn't listen to it. And yet here we are 20 years later, I'm finally listening to it, saying to myself, I wish I'd have done this 20 years ago. So how many of you are sitting on an idea or a thought something that's been knocking on your soul, knocking on on the heart of your soul to say, come on, like you've got this idea. I keep trying to get in. I keep trying to give it to you and you're not listening to me. So I'm just going to keep making shit go wrong in your life. I'm going to keep, you know, you're going to take take diversions. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. But I'm going to keep bringing you back to this until you freaking do it. So, um, so yeah, that's my ripple maker moment. And a good question for you as the audience listening in today, is there something you've been sat on that you've not been taking action on? And you just know that you know that you know that it is for you and it is time. <laughs> that's a good thought-provoking question for you today. I love that, Sammy. That's a great point. It's a great point. You know, when it's knocking, as you say, when things keep coming back, I keep steering you. People, you, you hear, but you're not listening, as it were. You yeah. And then it's like, hello, you need to pay attention to this. This is your thing. This yeah. is your thing. And the lady that we have on the show today, we had a, a, a Ripple Makers Day a few weeks ago which we run every month now come and join us on one of our ripple makers days everybody is welcome we only keep it to a maximum of 20 so that we can really mastermind and get deep into your business and for you to connect collaborate and consciously create with fellow ripple makers all day and at this last session this beautiful lady that we're bringing on to the show today she said something that i found was really profound and actually it builds beautifully into what I was just talking about. She said, you know, there's a certain point in your life and it's usually between when you're 45 to 65 that you feel that spirit is knocking on the door, where you feel that you start to go through that transition, where you feel like that process is 
almost like a caterpillar to a butterfly via a chrysalis where you you can just feel it. You can feel your growth. You feel that you're big. You were made for something bigger there. You know, you, you were born to do something bigger, something greater. And maybe you've spent the entire life looking after everybody else, making sure everybody else is all right. Maybe you've brought the kids up. Maybe you've gone through marriage. Maybe you've gone through divorce and crisis and all kinds of stuff as many people do and you just get to this stage in life where you go do you know what enough's enough I'm going to start listening so it kind of goes back to my ripple maker moment this week is when are you going to start listening so if you are a lady between the ages ages of 45 to 65 or if you know somebody if you know another woman who is between those ages and she's starting to wake up or you yourself are starting to wake up I cannot wait to bring Jean on to the session Grant you think are we ready are we ready for this <laughs> max of ripples that we're going to bring on today I think we've been ready for a long time. I think now is the time. It needs to happen. Let's, let's bring her on. Let's bring now her on. Now is the time to shine. So Jean has founded the Butterfly Club, which supports women as they go through this transition process, which, as we said, is similar to that journey of a caterpillar to a butterfly via the chrysalis. So she supports women between the ages of 45 to 65 to wake up to their transition process. And when they wake up in the chrysalis, she supports them to find where their zone is, where their zone, where their passion, where that next step of their journey is going to take them. That might be financial. It might be mental, physical, emotional, even spiritual. And Jean is on a mission to support women all over the world through that process. Jean McDonald, welcome to the Ripple Makers show. Well, thank you so much, Sammy and Grant. It's a real privilege to be on this podcast. I feel it's a, a further step in my progress to uh, have this invitation. Oh, you're so, so welcome, Jean. You're so welcome. Now, Jean, where are you coming live to us from today? From Stockport, just south of Manchester in the UK. Yay, champion wow. in the Northerners today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jean, tell us, um, you know, because I know you've gone through a whole journey. You, you, you really have. You've been through a, a massive journey. In fact, you have the rare experience of living the first half of your life as a boy and a man. And now you're living the second half of your life as a woman, which gives you a massive privilege of being able to see both sides of, you know, the gender conversation and politics, both from a feminine and masculine point of view. And you've gone through your transition. You're supporting many people to go through their transition. And you get it. You understand that pain of being in the chrysalis and the literally coming out of the other side. Jean, what has been your biggest oh fuck moment in business? Because you know, you've had many OFUC moments in your life. Tell us about an OFUC moment in your business. Well, the one that comes to mind is one that happened in my earlier life when my wife and I had started the business and you've been going for three or four years and it was getting quite successful. And then there was a postal strike. Now, in those days, we just took what was then called the GPO for granted. And so it never occurred to us that that service wouldn't be there. And suddenly it wasn't. And of course, what happened was the cash started stopped coming in. And so we suddenly had a cash flow crisis. And um, I went on bended knees to the bank and they said, well, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll support you if you sign a debenture. 
Now, I'd previously been very much against signing debentures because um, it meant you really gave your body and soul to the bank. They could they really ran your company after. So <laughs> to agree to accept that. And we, we started making arrangements. We start sending people around to collect checks rather than uh, the post. And we, we got through it. Um, but two things happened. Fortunately, the bank was so arthritic, it failed to send the paperwork in time for the debenture. <laughs> so we got out of that. But I thought to myself, we really came quite close to, to bankruptcy. Wow. And a strange thought came to me after that. It would be very interesting to go bankrupt and then have to start again. But there's a line in, um, um, in Kipling's poem, If, if, um, if you can see the things you've worked for. Uh, uh, anyway, it means to build it up again with, with worn out tools. And it's really quite, quite a challenge, but it's not one I wanted to embrace. But the thought, this is the interesting thing. I think it came from a higher level saying, well, you didn't have to do it, but you could have done. Mm. Jean, what I love about that is, um, you know, especially in the time, just remind us what year this was. We're talking around about late 70s. Right. So in the late 70s. So at this point in time, in the late 70s, here you are, you've built this brilliant business and you, you're, it's a, it was a local business, I believe, wasn't it? Was it in the heart of Manchester or somewhere? Well, well, if it, northwest of England really was our, right. our honeypot. Right. Okay. But it was more of a local business, wasn't it? You were, you were. Oh yeah. But it's yeah. before the internet, you know, we have yeah. to, there were times before the internet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so, so here you are. So you're, you're basically, you were relying on advertising for your business. So you, I, I believe that you were, you know, if you go back to the, I'm going to call it the olden days. How, how fun is this? Going back to the olden days, Grant, you must remember this. When people would send you something <laughs> or you'd open up a, a magazine and it'd have a little bit that, you know, with the scissors and stuff on it. So you'd, you'd cut it out and you'd fill it in and you'd actually send it in by post yeah, and yeah. you'd send your checks in by post. So Gene, that's how you were running your business back then, wasn't it? Hosting. Yeah, I have to put you two youngsters right. In yeah. those days... <laughs> You only built a business by pavement slogging, going, going to see people. I mean, you did a bit of advertising and mailing and so forth, but if you yeah. didn't put yourself in front of people, you really weren't going to make any impact or progress. Wow. So all your checks were literally in the post. So this postal strike pretty much shuts your business down within, I mean, it seems like it was you got by through the skin of your teeth. Well, we had, a, if you like, cash uh, in hand of perhaps week to 10 days, but we were paying wages every week on a Friday, on a, mm. well, uh, yeah, on a Friday. So we had to have that money to pay the wages. Um, and we, we worked on three to four weeks delay in paying, but this was zero paying. <laughs> it wow. wouldn't happen today with bank transfers and all the rest of it, unless it was very bad management. Yeah. I mean, what, what a <laughs> Grant, what's your takeaway from this? Is that well? I mean, this is it, isn't it? It's people relying. You take things for granted. It's always mm. been there, so it will always be there, won't it? Not necessarily. Mm. Well, look at my Facebook account getting hacked a few right. months ago, right? And I mean, this is in today's world. I know so many people that are getting their Facebook accounts hacked. That you know, if you've got, unfortunately, and here's a lesson for each and every one of you learning 
through this podcast today. Fortunately, I had admins on every single one of my pages and groups. So as soon as my account went down, I was able to reach out to my admins and say, right, I've created a new profile. Please add that profile to all of these accounts. So then I was back in control of everything. But I know a lot of people that haven't done that. They haven't thought about that in advance. And so they literally lose everything, all of their followers, their subscribers, you know, (laughs) everyone. And it just goes down, you know, especially if it's like, you know, espionage, which we are, um, you know, thinking that it might be. But so many people are losing their Instagram accounts or they're doing Facebook ads and then their ad account gets closed down. You just can't rely on one source of income these days, can you? You've oh. got to look at, very, you know, this is a really good reminder to um, to look at how many ways you're getting paid. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right, Sammy. I mean, lots of coming from my own security background. You, it's the funny thing. You never looked at anything positively. You hate your positivity mm. and confidence come from looking at everything negatively and thinking, if ten things could go wrong, ah, oh, we'd do X, we'd do Y. So once you'd covered all those options then you feel confident. So mm. it's a role reversal. Mm. Um, so we used to do a whole demonstration about a submarine. You think of submarines, they have pockets. If water gets in one, you can close the door. And you, oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah, I'll, I'll share that someday in more detail. But yeah. yeah. So, But yeah, but it, the point is most people, most of us without being trained to think that way, do not think that way. And then what happens? The GPO, go on strike. Right. So, Jean, I mean, th- this taught you a big lesson. What did you do in your business differently after that? Well, we set up a- a other systems so that it didn't, it wasn't so reliant. And that was the early days of being able to do bank transfers. <coughs> and we had a lot of goodwill from our clients. So they were willing to uh, go the extra mile to get the money to us. Mm. So that's another lesson there, isn't it? It's when you turn your customers into ambassadors, when shit goes wrong, you know you've got backup because you've got, you've got allies, you've got people that are on your side that want you to, to thrive. I, I heard this a lot actually through uh, lockdown, through the pandemic. And um, my brother and sister-in-law, they have a, a, well, their business is very different now, but at the beginning of lockdown, they had a photo booths company. So they would go to weddings and they would put photos. The, the idea originally came, um, Greg and I bought them a photo booth um, session for their wedding. And then a week before their wedding, this photo booth company went bankrupt. <laughs> Talking about going bankrupt, they went bankrupt. And so by that point, they got really excited about having this photo booth. So they looked everywhere to replace it and get another one. And this um, this company was charging them a fortune. So when they got married and they had this photo booth company, my grandma, um, when she died, she'd left them <clears throat> some money and they had... Um, the money that came in from all the wedding guests and they put it towards their first photo booth and they set up their own photo booth business to make sure no one ever went through the same thing that they did. So they had this flourishing business that they, every time they got more money in, they bought another photo booth and they ended up with about five or six different photo booths that were all going out on the same night and they'd be at kids parties, they'd be at anniversaries, weddings and everything, lockdown, bang the entire business down. Well, they'd taken deposits and all kinds of stuff. And they were actually out of all of the people that had already secured business with them. I think there were only two that asked for their money back. Everybody else supported them and said, keep the money, you know, let that support you through lockdown and we'll just rearrange to have our party at the end of lockdown. So I think that's such a 
a testament actually to your brand and how strong your brand is and how great you are at heart to heart relationships with your customers when the shit hits the fan and you can reach out to them and say, Hey, this is what's going on. And they'll support you through it. And Jean, you obviously had that. I think you always have had that though, haven't you? You've got such a heart for people. I can't ever see anybody not just loving you, <laughs> whether they work with you or not. <laughs> I didn't have any, any uh, stands of comparison then. So yes, I think looking back on it, yes, we had a lot of goodwill. Mm, that's amazing. And so, and Jean, how do you carry that forward into the Butterfly Club? And we're going to talk about the Butterfly Club in a bit more detail just after the, the break. But Jean, just tell us a little bit about how this, with the things that you've learned and the transition you've gone through from a butterfly, well, from a, a caterpillar to a butterfly with your emergence, what would you say was the most painful part for you? What can women between 45 and 65 expect is coming up? for them if you could share that little bit about the you know knocking on the door the spirits knocking on the door well i have to say i don't think any of us listen to the the knocking the first time we push it away i certainly did um thinking this madness and so forth but eventually as grant says it gets sufficiently persistent that you have to take notice and eventually get going but coming to the Butterfly Club, <coughs> I see the, the process, uh, the transition process as falling into several stages. Um, the, the first one is what I call confusion, because for women have gone along quite happily, bringing up family, relationship with a job, all these kind of things. And suddenly the things they thought were under their control start to get shaky and things start happening. And they, they think, oh, what's going wrong? What's going wrong? And they, they, they start hitting this turbulence and they... Um, they never to blame themselves and think they're losing it. But of course, this is part of the process of the, the spirit knocking deep down because mm. things that they were happy with before, they're no longer quite so happy with. And, and that confusion uh, process requires some reassurance that things are uh, not as bad as they think. It's, it's beginnings of a natural process, the, process, the transition to second half of their lives and that um, there are predictable phases. So that's the first one. And that's where I, the Butterfly Club aims to, to, be, to connect with women who are at that stage of confusion, wondering what their future holds and um, looking at some empty things because their children are growing up. So what will they do when they're no longer needed mothers? Um, sometimes, the, well, quite often the partnership is changing and therefore they think, well, with it, will this last? Uh, will I be back on the shelf? And the, the work that they did just to generate money for the household no longer satisfies them. We never did satisfy them, but they were happy to do it in order for the money. But now they think, mm. I don't want you to be doing this kind of work for the rest of my life. So all these things come more or less at the same time. And of course, then there's the dreaded menopause, which means that for varying periods of time, they just don't feel themselves or able to cope. So it's a very worrying time for many people. And, and the first stage, moving into the second stage, which is education, and to some extent telling them this is a natural process. Nearly all women go through this. And um, if you have an idea what's going on and the possibilities for the future, then that hope enables you to cope better. And I use that phrase, that poem, which is God give me the, the knowledge to change the things that I can and um, not the things that I can't and uh, the wisdom to know the difference. Um, because that, again, is a great reassurance and support because a, a process like this was going to take some years and therefore it's worse at the beginning and we will get slowly better, but mm -hmm. made easier by knowing what's going on. 
And um, if I may tell you about the way we're doing it, we have a, a one a one year program. That, um, well, Jean, yeah. before you go into that, we're, we're going to just take a very quick break. So um, yeah. there you go. You heard there's a one year program. You're going to be sitting on the edge of your seat. Mm. Then. <laughs> I want to find out more about that okay. when we come back from the break. Let's have a little bit of a chill pill for a couple of minutes and uh, we'll be back shortly. Enjoy. So welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And we are with Jean McDonald. Jean, 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 listening to you, it seems that at various pivotal points in your life that you've sought guidance from poetry. Am I right in saying that? Yes. Well, that's very interesting. You should pick that up, Grant, because um, it's partly poetry, but it's also wise sayings. And I um, enjoyed... um, a 10-year career in network marketing. And I was very privileged that the uh, outfit I was working with had this um, mind-changing program. I'm going to talk a little more about mind-changing in a moment. And and they they introduced me to lots of quotations, lots of books, um, and lots of lots of things that I didn't know existed. I was thinking, I've reached this point in life and I've never heard of Napoleon Hill, for example. Um, 
And uh, so that, that's where I've got a lot of my wisdom. It's all second, what's third, fourth and fifth hand, really. But it, it's worn well and is still very apposite. So I'm anxious to introduce more of that to our community. Oh, I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, we don't see as much of that anymore, do we? When we were at our Members oh. Day a few weeks ago, Carolyn Bradshaw, she came up with a beautiful, beautiful poem right there and then. She just downloaded it and she shared it with us. It was so emotional. I just, I, I love that creativity. You know, uh, Jean, I wonder if, um, you know, poetry has sparked a creativity in you that has led you to do something else. Have you ever been so inspired by one of those words? works that has taken you in a direction oh you mean other people's works um yeah oh yes yes yeah many books i mean marianne williamson is my main inspiration for what i'm doing now oh i love her and and her book return to love is really marvelous but i had a lot of um exposure to marianne before that from her tapes and other books that she's written and she's made that journey and she was the first person i heard use this this new term midlife um and so i um uh, but i'm following in her footsteps as best i can but going back to what you said i often find that a phrase or um a sentence or something comes to mind and i think wow that was very profound i don't know where that came from i don't take credit for it because i've long since learned that things pass through you we are channels so I'm really grateful that um, someone somewhere thought it were, uh, I was worthy to be past that piece of mm. information or whatever. Mm. Well, I'd love to give you recognition for at least recognising that it's passing through you anyway, Gene, because uh, sometimes, as you say, things go past people and they just don't see it. But it, listening to you, it, it struck me that poetry seems to land with you and you seem to extract you know, the key points from that and to use that as guidance for yourself and other people. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Jean, I'm 45 at this point in time. So I think I might be on the cusp of being a midlife woman. So here's the thing, right? I feel like I have got my spirit knocking at the door. So just as you described earlier, I, I'm feeling that calling. I'm feeling spirit knocking at the door. I'm, and my soul is really urging me to do things. And I'm finally at that stage, I think, where I'm starting to, well, I definitely, I'm starting to listen. I am hearing the calling and I'm allowing things to start moving through me. Uh, but I do feel like, for God's sake, Sammy, you, could, you, you had this calling you 20 years ago. Why didn't you do it then? Jean, what do you think is it about us? as humans, as women, even as men as well, that, you know, why do we get in our own way? Why, what is it about us as humans that we have to get to a certain point in our life before we start listening to the spirit that's knocking? Does that even make sense? Yes, it does. It does. And I, I can give you, I hope, uh, beginnings of an answer to that. And I, I learned it when I heard uh, a speaker who said, our life falls into two halves. Imagine an egg. An Easter egg or something like that, and you undo that join, it falls open in two halves. Now they're both equally important. The first half of our life is meeting our human and material needs. I call it the biological imperative, and you can see this in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You have to satisfy the body. You, you look for love in a partnership. You look for growing a family, and, and equally important out these days, you've got to provide the money to pay for all this. So that's called making your way in the world. 
And it takes the first 40 years of your life to really establish yourself. And until then, the spirit holds back. But then, then once you've done that, um, and you've got that security because you've got to live, you've got to eat and pay the bills for the next 50 years of your life. So when your spirit thinks, right, you've done all that right now, knock, 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 it's my turn now. Right. So don't knock that early part of your life because that was necessary. Mm. Oh my God, that was brilliant, Gene. I love it. <laughs> I was sitting there like, bang. <laughs> Grant, is this resonating with you as well? You know, yes. as a man, is this resonating with you? And that's a really good point because yes, it is. I mean, I was sitting when you said that, Gene, I was like, well, <laughs> 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 like, oh, that was all worthwhile. That's part of the plan, that's part of the journey. Yes, it does. It makes perfect, it, it, it translates over wonderfully. And and that's perhaps the magic in all of this. Mm, I love that as well, because Gene, what that's really telling me is that, you know, all these people that are starting businesses in their later life. I mean, if you look at our Ripple Makers client base, I would say a good 70 to maybe even 80% of our clients are over 50, probably over 60 and we have members that are 70, 80, you know, I mean, got one member who's in her 80s and she's on a massive mission. And I wonder why it is that, you know, we, I don't know, maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe it's, you know, we feel like we haven't done the hard yards enough yet where we get to a certain age and think, oh, you know, I'm over the hill to be doing this. But from what you're saying, it actually is the best time to start a business when you get to that second half of your life, when you've got all this experience and you've got all of the things that you've done, all the things that have gone wrong, all the things that have gone right. And that seems to me that that even if you don't have a degree and you don't have university and all of that, it seems to me that that life experience is the best qualification you could have. Indeed. Well, I've learned from you some very key phrases, which is um, purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Mm. That that I've never heard that before. And of course, that is so right. The difference between starting a business in your 20s is that it's to pay the bills. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know that. And today, with jobs and careers being so much more lucky, um, it's it's very good that people should. But their purpose is very different from the purpose driven businesses that you support in for people in the second half of their lives. Uh, such a good conversation, Jean. I want to keep the conversation going, but we haven't got enough time. Jean, tell us about the Butterfly Club. How do people get involved with it? Well, they, they join they join up and we put them into a, a one-year mind-changing program. And that's because <laughs> I had my mind changed uh, by that system I was telling you about. And that's what I'm uh, setting up here, a similar one. The thing that I would say is, is women in middle life are probably the busiest people on the planet. They're rushing around, mm. looking after other people and um, keeping the show on the road. So they don't have a lot of time to do a study course or um, things that will involve them in concentration and, and turning up at certain times and all these kind of things. Um, they just need a drip, drip, drip. And that's what our program provides. Um, and I won't go into the detail of it, but a lot of it is the kind of inspiring thoughts, which we do. Um, and also um, short videos. I, I, my aim is never to do a video of more than five minutes. And that's mm. to give them some topical point or some. Right. But I've also got guests coming in to do that. 
And we have a team of experts because I don't claim to have expertise in all the areas that midlife women are going to have to handle along the way. So that's a, a one-year program and um, it's what the essence of the Butterfly Club. Oh, because I just love it. Love it. Because those, those women, they're going to go through that process and why try and go through that alone? It's just such a lonely experience to, first of all, not know what your body's doing. Secondly, not know what your mind's doing. <laughs> Thirdly, not knowing how that's impacting on other people and how that's showing up for you. You know, we can emotionally, mentally, and spiritually be also going through that process, which doesn't show up physically necessarily, but there might be some physical symptoms that are starting to show up and not even anything to do with the menopause, but they're because you're not listening to your spirit. So I love that you've got these mentors and experts that come in that also highlight the different areas as well yes it's very important and i have to say quite a few of them are also ripple makers yay <laughs> well that's the best place to find other people that you want to collaborate with for sure definitely uh, well um what we're going to do is going to uh, we're going to put the link to your butterfly club in the show notes gene so for those of you who are listening in and you want to find out more about the butterfly club or you know somebody that you think do you know what i think this is perfect for them uh, you can find out more about the butterfly club online so we'll make sure we put the link in the notes for you grant is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap up today yeah, Sammy, I would like to say, Gene, this has been a brilliant session. Yeah, this is uh, this is one I was looking forward to. And you know what? As, as Sammy identified quite correctly, this resonates not only with, with women of, of that age, not only with people going through any transition, it translates with men as well. Because what you was talking about, your life, your life experiences, listening, when you know, when things knock on the door, it's time to listen, gut fit. This resonates to everybody. And I was sitting there one moment sitting, thinking, I want to digest this and just let this land because I realized, bang, there was a moment of realization there for me. And I was like, I just want to appreciate this moment. So I want to say to you, Gene, I appreciate you for everything you've done, not only for yourself, but for other people. You're fantastic. Thank you. Oh, that's gorgeous. Thank you so much. Gene, is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap up today? No, it's been a great privilege to be on with you this morning. And uh, I hope that um, listeners will find uh, what I've had to say interesting and inspiring. I'm sure they did. There's lots of lots of golden nuggets in here. I'm definitely going to be listening back to this uh, as uh, as I walk the dogs. And, you know, I quite often listen to our, our replays quite a few times because I'm a different person each and every time I listen to it. So and I think that also comes through the butterfly emergence, isn't it? We're at different stages of our lives. We we are growing. We're expanding. And I think it's um it's an intelligent thing to do to listen to podcasts, you know, several times. I was listening to Lisa Nichols a couple of days ago and she said she attended the same training. I think she said 46 times, she, the same training 46 times because she knew that she was a different person every time she attended it. So she was seeing it from a totally different aspect, a totally different perspective every time to the point that she then became a trainer. And then she, she said the, the like 47th time she was on the stage, it was her teaching it. She wasn't in the audience. She was teaching it by that point. So yeah. that's a really good lesson, isn't it? To just keep Wonderful. learning, always keep learning, keep that wisdom going. And you don't have to be mastering that wisdom alone. The Butterfly Club can absolutely help you on that next step of your journey. Grow your wings, my darlings, grow your wings. 
So exciting. So exciting. All right. Well, we're going to be back with another podcast this time next week. Jean Grant, thank you so much. And to those of you that are listening from home, we will see you in the next show. Thank you for joining us on today's Ripple Makers show. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Please do share a positive review about what you got from listening to the Ripple Makers show today. And join us again next Friday to hear how our next global thought leader dealt with a situation that almost cost them their life and business. Remember, you're brilliant, you're resilient, and you are the one drop that can make the difference that only you can make. You've already got inside of you exactly what it takes to make your greatest ripple of impact. So keep rippling and we'll see you very soon. Come and join us on the RippleFest Accelerator, a five-day program to brand, build and expand your business. If you want to launch your Ripple and make an even bigger wave than you're making right now, simply go to onedropmovement.com forward slash accelerator. That's onedropmovement.com forward slash accelerator. And 100% of your £18 donation will go to the Brave and Bright Foundation. See you there. 